Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Years ago, I began recording the bedtime stories I told my children every night. Now, we would like to share those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my Stories for Wonderful Children. a young girl. Her name was Lisa. And Lisa liked very much to help her mommy and daddy. And she particularly liked to help when spring came. And there were lots of things to do to help outside. Well, one day, Lisa's mommy and daddy told her that the flower beds needed raked so that they could plant flowers. So, Her mommy said, the rake is out in the garage behind the car. So if you could run out and get that and then rake all the leaves out of the flower bed. And Lisa said, sure, mommy, because raking sort of sounded like fun. So she went out to the garage and her family had two cars. And so she looked first behind one car. No rake. And then she looked behind the other car. No rake. Well, this is a problem, because if there is one thing that is true about raking leaves, it is that it is very difficult to do it without a rake. So Lisa thought, well, maybe it's in the other tools. Well, you can do it, but it's much harder. Lisa began looking among the other tools, thinking perhaps she had missed something. She saw a shovel. She saw a pitchfork. She saw a hoe. Then she looked in the tool chest. The tool chest just had things like drills and saws, screwdrivers. And then she saw something sticking up from behind the tool chest. And she pushed with all of her might. She got the tool chest to move just a little bit. And down behind it was a curious looking thing that looked a little bit like a rake. She had never seen it before. And she knew that it was not the rake that her mommy and daddy had used in the past when she had seen them raking. But she pulled it out and walked out of the garage. And as she walked out in the sunlight and she looked down to what she held in her hand, she thought, well, that's funny. Because when she picked it up, it was only about as long as her arm. She had been quite sure, but now it was almost as tall as she was. One, one end were sort of very short little tines sort of like a rake that never got finished. But as she walked toward the leaves, and she looked down, she saw that it looked like a normal rake. Well, almost normal. It was unusual in that it was just her size. Most grown-up rakes were really too big for her. This rake was perfect. Huh, she thought. That's peculiar. She began to rake. And as she raked, she noticed it got easier and easier to rake. She thought, well, that's odd. And she found that she could rake with just one hand. And then she looked down and noticed that her shoe was untied. And so she let go of the rake and bent down to tie her shoe. And when she looked up, the rake was continuing to rake the flower beds all by itself. She ran over and grabbed it, and it continued to rake. She thought, I wonder if I could stop it. So she, she jumped on top of it and held it with her hands and between her legs 
And then the rake stopped raking, and it began to float up. And Lisa thought, "I'm flying." She looked down. She was she was about as high as she was, sort of between the first story windows and the second story windows of her house. She thought, "I wonder how I make it go." She tried leaning forward just a little bit cautiously, and the rake began to go forward. She leaned left, and the rake turned to the left. She leaned right, and the rake turned to the right. She leaned all the way forwards, and the rake shot forward down the street. She was already five houses down the street before she leaned back, and the rake slowed to a stop. She thought, "Wow, a magic rake! This is cool." She turned the rake and went back to her house. She opened the door and she said, "Mommy." I'm、uh, gonna go around the block once, okay? Mom said, "Okay, watch out for cars." Okay, said Lisa as she shut the door and walked back toward the lake. She thought, "She thought, I don't think cars are going to be a problem." The rake was just laying on the sidewalk, and she was worried for a moment that she would not be able to do it again. But as she climbed on, the rake rose into the sky, and she leaned forward, and it shot down the street. And she turned as it reached the bend, and she shot along the side street, and then she turned to go back up. And as she turned to go back up, she noticed something. One of her neighbors' houses, the Grigleys. She knew they were on summer vacation because she knew, because she knew their daughter, Cynthia, and she noticed that there were lights on on the upper floor of their house. That's funny," she thought. So she slowed the rake, and she floated it over towards the. And for some reason, she wasn't really sure why. She felt like she didn't want to show herself at the window, so she floated up to just below it, and then rose slowly, because she could just peek one eye around the corner. She was looking into Cynthia's room. She had seen it before. Inside the room, there was a man who had a big. And he was putting Cynthia's things in the bag. <gasps> Lisa quickly ducked down below the window, and she thought, "Someone is stealing their things while they're not home. I've got to call the police." So she did. She zipped forward on her rake, and she zipped back home, and she landed on the front porch. Said, "Mommy, mommy, someone is robbing the Gregsleys' house. I saw it." And so her mommy called the police. She dialed nine one one, and Lisa said. Lisa said, "I want to go watch when the police get here." And her mommy said, "You be careful. I don't want you anywhere near that house." So Lisa said, "Don't worry, mommy. I won't get anywhere near it." And this time she flew. Instead of close to the ground, she sort of arched her back in a way that made the rake go up until the rake was much higher than the house. It was higher than the tall trees in the neighborhood. And then she flew back to the Grigsleys. Well, she could hear the police siren off in the distance, and. Apparently, the people robbing the Grigsleys' house heard it too, because she saw them down below her run out of the house and get into a car and go speeding off. Well, Lisa followed the car. She was way up in the air where they could not see her because she was above them, and she followed them as they went down the street. And they went away from the sound of the police siren, and she followed them as they went down two more streets and turned right. And left, and four more streets, and then they got on the freeway, 
and they went to the next exit, and they got off, and they went into a blue house. Lisa slowly descended until she could see the street sign. It read Maple Avenue, and she looked at the house number 233. Then she rose into the air and shot back towards the Grigsley's house. The police were there. She landed in the front yard. The policeman stood there with his mouth open, looking at her. He said, where did you, did you, where did, Lisa said, there's no time to explain. I followed the robbers there on Maple Avenue in the house number 233. The police officer said, you sure? Lisa said, yes, follow me and I'll show you the way. He got into his police car and she kicked the rake into the air. He had to drive really fast to keep up with Lisa and her rake, as she followed the path that they had followed earlier. She led him right to the house, and the police officer went in, and he found the people and their bag, and he arrested them and put them in the back of the police car, and then he took all the things back to the Grigsleys so that they would be there when they got home. After they got home, the police held a ceremony awarding Lisa a Crime Stoppers Award. The police told her that they were glad that she was safe because they would not have wanted her to try to stop the crooks herself. And she said, no, I know, but I help when I can. And her friend gave her a big hug for helping save all her toys from the robbers. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was created by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it or leave a review on your podcast provider. Our website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com, and you can also find us on most social media. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story. Mm-hmm.